1: Hello and welcome back to The Running Pod. This is the second podcast within seven days. Uh, Still no guest, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of athletics to talk about. So hopefully this remains a consistent thing where we're doing more than one podcast a week or more than one one podcast in a month, which is something we were doing for quite some time. I I feel from like June or May to August, there was probably like four podcasts. And half of them are brand deals. So, yeah, hopefully we're back in the podcast swing of things. Uh, there's lots of athletics to talk about. And I feel like every single event like this moving forward we'll talk about. So I'm not sure what we're going to do from September to November when there's, no many, there's not many races. Obviously, there's cross races and stuff. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. But for the time being, this is what we're going to be doing. Hopefully having a guest a week, uh, organising one with Ben Crawford at the minute and then a few other people. So we'll see what happens with them. But, yeah. Welcome back, Josh. I am sorry for the listeners, because I know we get a lot of messages saying they don't like Josh,
0: but we're going to have to put with him for now. So, how are you doing today? Show yourselves and DM me then. Don't DM Traxtra. Um, I'm good, Matt. I'm good. How are you? Thanks, uh, yeah, for the lovely, thanks for the lovely words you said in the intro about me again, as usual. so kind nah, good. Not, They're not my words. They're, I'm just saying what other people just, have been saying. Uh, words of the fans. I'm, I do apologise. Uh, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right. I absolutely love the pre-classic, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And I, I'm, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast already, but I'm in the full swing of triathlon training at the moment, so I'm absolutely shattered. And but loving triathlon. I'm in the tri. I've got the triathlon bug.
1: I have seen the triathlon results yesterday, but I'm not. I can't say. Outside of the Olympics, I'm not really that much interested in anything else other than
0: athletics. So, so big, up, big up to Alex Yu, who came third overall in the full triathlon World Series. So he didn't podium in the World Champ final, which was obviously the weekend in Canada, but he did come third overall throughout the whole World Triathlon Series. So which when you think about some of the, the athletes in that competition, that is a massive achievement. So well done, Alex.
1: Yeah, Bloomingfeld won. The same guy who won the Olympics, yeah. won the world in his, his, in his little tri-suit and his A6 shoes, and he's Norwegian. <laughs> Norway just taken over. Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about the pre classic and the results, and we're also going to talk about the next Diamond League, which is Lausanne. But before that, something I want to briefly bring up is the Craig Engels retirement. Not rumours, or not speculation, because he said he doesn't know what's happening, depending on what happens with his contract. And if you go and listen to the City of Smack podcast, it's like a post-race interview, so it's not a proper podcast, it's like nine minutes long. But they interview Craig, um, and he talks about, say, like he doesn't know what's happening with contract negotiations, so he needs to wait and see. If he gets low-balled, basically not getting the money he thinks he deserves, then he doesn't see the point in carrying on running professionally which i can kind of agree with especially since he's going back to college and he has ambitions for other things like apparently a pottery business but yeah, i don't know we'll see what happens i don't want There's Craig money to correct to made in that by the way yeah but There's it's a bit saturated retired. don't you think don't you think it's a bit saturated
0: yeah yeah that's sort of a gross punt but yeah i agree <laughs> um, oh man i obviously disappointed to hear that news because He's unique in the athletics world as a character. There's no doubt about that. And I am convinced that people enjoy watching this sport because of Craig Engels. But quite understandably, you know, as a professional athlete, he said, I think his words were, I don't just want to be the guy with the mullet and the, you know, and that sort of thing. He wants to be remembered for for bigger things. And, you know, if that isn't necessarily going to happen because of sponsorship or because of, you know other things that are happening, including other people's performances then i can I can understand the decision why you'd want to go and do something else
1: well here's my question. so he came fourth in the u s which is essentially a continent well, let's be honest obviously there's Canada and North America as well, but say if you came fourth in Europe, fourth in Africa, you know what i mean it's it's not like he's he's not making finals, and he also made the world championship final in two thousand and nineteen, so he missed out. In Tokyo, by one spot, and the person who came third never ended up racing in Tokyo. And the person who won his championships made the final, and the person who came second is the defending. Well, no, he's not the defending anymore. He's the previous twenty sixteen Olympic champion. I'm about to sneeze, so carry on talking for a second.
0: He looks. He also looks a bit interestingly. Like the previous defending Olympic champion, also, in my opinion looks on if i can put this as politely as i can because he's clearly still world class but he's obviously on the downward it seems like he peaked for the olympic trials
1: which yeah Yeah. to be fair from a funding point of view you make the olympics great so i guess everyone's goal would have been to peak for the olympic trials if you're not looking to
0: potentially medal at the olympics so yeah you make a good point about because you'd hope that Craig Engels isn't just making this decision sort of because he's, maybe bitter's the wrong word, but maybe because he's still a bit disappointed that he didn't make the US team and <clears throat> you'd hope that maybe he was thinking about this before even the Olympic trials was or t- had took place because otherwise it does wreak a bit of a oh, I didn't make the team so I'm just going to give up running because I'm going to do something else. I hope that isn't the case but it's a so, good point.
1: Another thing I'm looking at is let's say he came forth he came forth at the Olympic trials, and if you compare that to Cooper Tier, who also came fourth at the Olympic trials, you would expect Cooper to get a massive contract offer, whether it's this year or the year after, probably from Nike. And you're talking six figure deal. So with Craig, who arguably has a bigger influence than Cooper in terms of personality at the minute, obviously he's not as fast as Cooper, um, but they both came forth at the trials, so somewhat similar. Why is Cooper well, faster mile? Like, right? No, Cooper's ran a faster mile. I and mean, then he's not ran a faster fifteen. Craig's running a faster fifteen. Yeah, Cooper's running a faster yeah. mile. Sorry, um, but it's like, why is the money not there for Craig? And it would be for Cooper. I know that Cooper's younger, has a college like really high up in the collegiate level, and he's also a great personality. But Craig, with the, icon he is within American distance running and in global distance running. I feel like it'd be stupid to not offer him a big contract when you'd offer, like when Adidas offers the likes of Hob Kessler. Obviously there's numbers floating around, um, a substantial amount of money each year. Like we're talking a very, very large amount of money each year, hundreds of thousands when he didn't even make the final, yes, he is in high school, but he didn't make the final of the USA's. And um, with Craig's personality, why isn't he, and he also made the final and came fourth. Why would he not get the same respect and treatment? But that's goes back to the old saying, what is track and field overpays on potential and underpays on performances or underpays on basically older yeah. people.
0: So, yeah, well, I was going to say, you say that, but there's inconsistency. So, if you look at people like Hobbs Kessler and uh, Athing Mo who've obviously got massive contracts and Athing Moe obviously deserves an enormous contract, I'm not saying she doesn't but they seem to be giving contracts to these young athletes with significant amount of potential and also these much older athletes who who are sort of entering the twilight of their career and I'm thinking of Matthew Centrowitz. he he'll be on a significant, substantial contract from Nike And, you know, I know he's just beat Craig, but if, you know, if things continued the way they were, you'd expect those positions to be reversed, I think.
1: And also... So
0: you could see why he's frustrated with it all.
1: Also, just to add something in here, I know Centro's got more followers and probably also has more respect from the older running community and people on Let's Run. But if they both had a very similar product... And they both try to sell this product. You would assume Craig Engels would make more sales of said product in a certain time. So why isn't he seen
0: as more valuable?
1: Yeah, Can you tell I, me that would be different.
0: I don't know. I wonder whether the fact that and I'm sort of contradicting myself a little bit here, which happens regularly. I admit, but yeah, I think you have to bake into the bake in the fact that Centro is the Olympic champion and his reach. Extends far beyond those who probably don't even know who Craig Engels is because they're not really massive tracks, massive track and field fans. So I, I agree with you that if it was a just on a track and field fan base exclusively, I think you would be right on that. But when you extend it to Nike's wider goals with the rest of the sort of sporting fan base throughout the United States, I'm not sure that he would better Centro. But hey, I might be wrong about that. But that's just my instinct. No wider fan base is going to buy
1: Dragonflies. So, like, in reality, the only people who are buying track and field products are track and field athletes or runners. So, and also, like, we've seen Craig Engels with Artican, he's got that deal. Uh, Centro is working with Trackster. That's weird to say Trackster. Um, Trackster. That's the Boost coaching, uh, which you'll hear about a lot more from us in the near future. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I feel like the sport without Craig Engels is a less marketable sport, um, especially since the stuff he does, whether he, it benefited him or not, where he celebrated 100 metres to go, cheering up the crowd, and then lost to Jordy Beamish, uh, which was an insane kick, by the way. But he, that's going to make highlight reels and that's going to be popular, uh, which is going to attract more views. It's like the women's 100 metres. Based on performance, Kerry Richardson came ninth. Okay, she did. She was the worst in the race by miles. Obviously, that's probably in numerous amounts of reasons. Um, but that race I saw on YouTube, uh, it's been up for 17 hours and it had 2 million views. When have you seen a track and field race have 2 million views in 24 hours? And Noah Lyles is so that it sort of attracts other people. Noah Lyles' race on NBC is almost on a million and that's been up for overnight as well so these are numbers we've never seen in the sport before and they're happening because of Shakari Richardson, R- Sha- Richardson who's a personality and that's what goes first it's I'm not starting this again I can't say Shakari Richardson I see I can't say it um, and the numbers are because of her personality not because of her
0: performances. Yeah. I mean I've got a few things to say about Shakira Richardson when we get to talking about the pre-classic so I don't want to carry on the habit of a lifetime and Bermelo too early. But there there comes a point though. There does come a point where you have sort of gotta stop talking <laughs> and um and perform. And it's one bad race. She's yeah. performed every other race before that. So like I don't know. Well, yeah I know, courage. I know, but the the amount of I don't know, I just feel the amount of coverage she's getting Compared to some other athletes who frankly deserve it far more, is disproportionate. That's, very, because... that's a very old person. And let's run. No, it's for the not process. because you were, you, were, you were retweeting this. You were retweeting this.
1: Yeah, uh, I retweeted really the fact thing. that the same people get interviewed every time. Well, I don't good. think, I, but I think Shikari should get all the interviews because track and field has this conception. Well, on let's run and stuff, it's there was always like a conversation oh, they shouldn't talk because they're not the best. Like It was when Oregon and like Cole, Cooper, the drama with um, Centruits. It's like, Centuritz is better. That means he's right. If, if we hang on the fact that if you're better at running, then you should get more interviews solely because of that, that's stupid because the people who should be interviewed is the people who's going to get the most views and the people who attract more people to the sport. Let's be honest, because it's not a, a popular sport. So we need to attract people and also... These people are getting interviewed. I can't remember my point because I got a bit frustrated. Um, It's like, because you're better at running, it doesn't mean that you're the right
0: person to represent the sport. No, I agree. And I wasn't necessarily saying that. What I was just saying was... You were? No, I wasn't. I was saying that Shakira Richardson uh, talks disproportionately about more than she wins races. That's all I'm saying. I'm not necessarily saying she shouldn't be interviewed. She clearly should be because you can just look at her Instagram followers and she's obviously going to attract new eyes to the sport. And I am hundred percent behind you and agree with you on that point. However, I just think there are occasions where particularly over the weekend at the pre-classic when I'm not sure the winners of the race, bearing in mind, somebody's just won run 10.54 arguably the fastest time in history um, I'm not sure they are getting paid the due respect because we seem to be beholden to these other individuals in the sport who, look, I agree, are amazing characters and let's promote them and, and big them up. And I'm, When I say amazing characters, I'm sort of only talking about Shaquille Richardson right now. I'm not talking about anyone else. Um, we just need to be careful because there's a balance, I think, that we can strike and I'm, not, I'm quite sure we've got it.
1: Yeah, but also the pre-classic is america and the streaming was american i have That's on my dropbox right now i have downloadable interviews from yeah. elaine thompson and shakiri richardson and sharika jackson and shelly Ann fraser price i could all share them because in the post-race interview by the way if anyone doesn't know this because we have media access we get all the interviews in a Dropbox that we can share freely, and there's it's the most interviews ever I've ever seen. There's probably like forty. Yeah. Uh, so we're hopefully trying of to distribute TV
0: them. we got this time.
1: Yeah. So so like I'm hopefully trying to distribute them. Obviously, we did the Craig Engels one, but like Elaine Thompson was interviewed. Um, uh, Shelly Ann fraser price was interviewed. I don't think, actually. I don't think Shakira Richardson was interviewed by the Diamond League after this race in the portal. She was just interviewed by American news broadcasters.
0: Well, I think, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, I think she was disappointed in a race and sort of went off you to, have, to be. have a think about think about it. I don't want to say stormed off and off, but I sort of just have. Um, you have to be disappointed. I, I get, She's the yeah, fifth fastest yeah, yeah. of
1: all time, or sixth fastest of all time, and then she comes last in a race. Fair enough, against the top, probably two of the top three greatest sprinters of all time in
0: the women's side of things, um, yeah, and she came true. last. But- it, it's just, I, yeah, I think one of the, the reason why this is sort of brought to my mind and has made me think about it is there was an interview that I saw with Elaine Thompson-Herrer, and the interviewer said to her after she's just run this, like, possibly the fastest time in the world, and he asked her, oh, Shakiri Richardson has said that uh, although she finished last, she's coming for you. I mean, like, uh, what? I mean, what a ridiculous question to ask. Probably the greatest female sprinter of all time. And she's like, "What?" I don't. And she sort of said, "Okay, great. I've got no comment to make on that." Because um, you could see she's like, "Why are you asking me about Shakira?" And she's just come last. She didn't even make the Olympics. I, like, yeah. who is she? Even is she? Do you know what and I mean? She's and
1: she's a whole two
0: tenths behind Elaine Thompson.
1: Like, it's not it, like she's a few hundredths of a second personal best-wise. Exactly. It's two tenths now.
0: She's and that's not even fit enough no one is really fit enough to lace Elaine Thompson hair boots right now but definitely not Shakira Richardson in terms of her performance
1: it's actually quite funny that because she um, Elaine Thompson is definitely the greatest of all time female sprinter and you never know Shakira Richardson she's young she's 21 22 Um, but she will progress and you never know she might challenge the world record in the future who knows but, it wouldn't surprise you would it really and also I, last I don't want to talk about Shakira forever but I think she, she's entitled to talk all she wants like she's only lost she's had one bad race other than that she has been unbeatable obviously domestically she's not really raced that much she jogged in Gateshead and didn't win but um, apparently so you well know she did but like at the end of the day talk all she, she wants so that's great but I think she can talk all that until she starts saying consistently oh yeah I'm going to beat Elaine and then gets battered then then you can't really say you're going to beat her you can talk as much as you want about how you're going to run a faster time or run a personal best but if you're in a race against the goat you can't just be like i'm going to beat him." it's like me racing kipchoge and be like, i'm going to beat kipchoge joe you know? yeah. last thing on this float track did a podcast <laughs> and they said i love how much hate the float track podcast is getting in terms of gordon anyway because he's just clueless um I might go on there and and rack up the hate even more then. They they did well, they live streamed the podcast, so I want to find out how to get on it. And yeah. But they did a they did a topic of would have would have Elaine Thompson ran as quick without Shakira Richardson in the race? And their verdict was, Gordon's verdict was no, she wouldn't have run as quick. And one of the comments, the most liked comment was, No, the question is, what about if Elaine Thompson had someone faster than Shakira Richardson on the inside lane because they were next to each other. If Lane Thompson had a ten-seven person next to her, she might have run the world record. <laughs>
0: well, exactly. if, <laughs> if there was no one to race if race against. And Fra- Exactly. If Shelley Ann Fraser-Price and, Fraser Price and uh, she did the Jackson. Richard had, sw- had, sw- had swapped lanes, uh, then you're right. She could have run sort of 10, 10, 10.5. So, I mean, that just goes... And this is sort of g- g- goes to the heart of my point. It's just, you know, she's a great character. I love her. I hope she gets better, and I hope she starts running consistently on sub ten point seven. But right now there's a woman who is absolutely bossing the world and maybe she's not getting as much credit, respect as she's due. But hey also,
1: I wonder what would have happened to Shakira Richardson if she was in lane two, not next to Elaine. Because she probably gave up mentally as soon as Elaine got away. And she because let's be honest, she still should be in at least ten eight shape. If she was in ten seven at the US Trials, and then you'd think trained through the whole Olympics and trained well, she's still a 10-7 runner. So you'd think she'd still be able to run at least 10-7. So yeah. maybe she just gave up because Elaine Thompson was just moving away, going to run the fastest time ever. It, is, it should be the world record. Um, so anyway, It's like, imagine being next to Usain Bolt and just seeing him streak away. It can't be very good to see a performance.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be giving up pretty quick myself if I was in that position. Um, but hey, we, so we talked about Shakir Richardson. We've also jumped from Craig Engels to the pre-classic. So I think we should stick with the pre-classic now. And uh, But we can talk about a different race. Um, and I think it could be a, a good place to move from one GOAT in Elaine thompson Hera to another GOAT in Faith Kip Yegon who... I know she's not run the world record; that belongs to Tirunesh Dibaba. But I mean, it has there ever been a better female fifteen hundred meter runner in all to, of all time? I don't think so. Um, she's run another meeting record three fifty three twenty three. She's just phenomenal. She would. She should break the world record
1: because, from hearing other athletes, the wind wasn't ideal for distance events. So you'd assume. Um, that she will break the world record at some point next year. Because she she's not young. She's not exceptionally young. But she's still got quite a few years left in the sport. So I think the world record will be broken. And then she'll undoubtedly, undoubtedly, I can't speak today, she will be the greatest 15th of all time. Undisputed. like Arguably, right now, the barber and her. But as soon as she breaks the world record, it's not even a question. Uh, dominant race. What do you think? Sorry, yeah, come on. Laura Muir looked tired. Came last. Don't think she cares. I wouldn't care if I got Olympic silver medal and then come
0: last <laughs> in the next race. Oh. Um, Did you know, by the way, Laura Muir uh, also does Muller yoga adverts? Yeah. So does.
1: Yeah. She's dressed up as one of those old-fashioned princesses, doesn't she? Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't know that. So I was on the. I was on the. I was in the gym this morning, and there was Laura Muir on the TV doing a. Muralicious I was like, "Was oh, she blinking a lot?" <laughs> I don't know why. Because in her interview
1: after post-race interview, she blinks <laughs> so much. Um,
0: <laughs> I didn't notice that. Just something um, I always notice. But I was like, "Yeah, go go for it, girl." Muller Mullerlicious adverts. Olympic silver medalist. Completed life. So you're right. She doesn't care. She's mother will be paying her a small fortune for that. Next up,
1: I'm moving away from the 1500s on the women's side. Shall we touch on the women's two mile while we're here? I've got so many messages about how testosterone levels need to be changed, etc. Because I can't remember a name, and I feel very bad for not saying this, but in the women's two mile, it was one of the fastest times of all time. And the athlete who did it has originally been banned from racing the 800 metres and the fifteen hundred meters, so it has to be anything over fifteen, I think, because of testosterone levels. And she's gone and won, ran one of the fastest times ever, and easily beaten the five thousand meter world record holder, Inge Die. Questions. So, what do we think?
0: This is such difficult. Um, it's such a difficult subject, and my understanding is they do research into this about the impact of testosterone at various distances, don't they? It would seem obvious to me that if an athlete, if if we've satisfied that an athlete can gain an advantage over something like the 400 meters, for example, by increased testosterone levels, then it surely must equate to those longer distances as well. Well, the reality is, it's going to go to every distance. And it's just a fact. We know enough about testosterone now to know that it is a significant performance enhancer. And it's just a fact. And we all have to accept it because it's just true. And how we manage it though is another question because it's not, it's not easy.
1: Another thing is none of these athletes in recent years have run world records. So many couldn't touch the world record. Affing Moo looks more likely to run the world record in the near future. Uh, that world record is a dirty world record. And Affing Mew, I also Mew, it must be my Pokemon lover in, in me because it's new. Yep. Um, but it's like, Affing's testosterone isn't high. And she's probably going to get do what Caster Semenya failed to do. Um, so it's like, I haven't seen a world record get b- broken by someone with high testosterone so throughout history they're not that they're not an advantage more than the other person because it's a weird one it is a weird one
0: it's a tricky one yeah but don't forget it's also relatively rare yeah in terms of the general female population it's it's a rare thing anyway so then the amount of people that, that have increased testosterone a female who do athletics will be even smaller so the the pool of athletes you get you're getting from are ridiculously small so that's not necessarily sort a of surprised that there are more female athletes who don't have this t- these testosterone levels who are more likely to run faster but yep. what it, it does show is the proportion of women who run the fastest times with high testosterone levels far outweighs yeah the, do you know what i mean the proportion in society so so f- it's, it's clearly an issue. Something I really love is... And I don't
1: want to name any names because I don't know this person. And it's just it's just funny that this has happened. Someone complained after the Rio Olympics that they said it was unfair that they missed out on high places in the Olympics due to Casta Semenya being of... And Casta Semenya won in one fifty seven twenty three. That wouldn't have got you a medal in this Olympics. Yeah. So really... The answer is just run faster. Like exactly, 157, exactly. you wouldn't have meddled in this uh, this year's Olympics. And all those athletes don't have high testosterone. So don't make excuses saying it's unfair. You just need to run faster than 157. Uh, and that's what many athletes did it's in this, this 800. No, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, the athletes this year I, have leveled up in the to women's play
0: ab- To play devil's advocate, which obviously is useful on a podcast because we're having intelligent, mature conversations, that individual would no doubt say, yeah, well, that's true, but hold on a minute. If Castor Semenya had testosterone levels that were of a normal, God, I hate that word, but like more standard level for female athletes, then she wouldn't have been even able to run 157. She'd have ran 159 or 201. So that, I assume, would be the counter argument to that. But you know
1: if, if, if Elliot Kipchoge didn't have as, as good body physique well, exactly as as long legs as good levers if I had longer legs if I had more red blood cells I'd
0: run faster as well but like uh, exactly exactly and it's so it's very difficult and but but you do have to there has to be a line at some point to draw between to ensure fair competition so you know I mean where do you, how far do you go with it? testosterone is relatively easy to measure we understand the performance benefits of testosterone so it, it is a relatively easy one to pick out to draw the lines on you know are we 100% sure or can we quantify the calf length or the performance benefit of Kipchoge's calf length I, I don't know maybe we can't yeah know. that's true that is true but it's we, it, it, at some point you have to draw a line, and you have to pick a metric that's fair for everybody. And it's it's not really fair at the moment, but it's just so difficult, isn't it?
1: Right. Seems that we've still got Lausanne to talk about. Pre-classic. Yeah. Noel Isles, nineteen fifty-four. Amazing run. Great to see him back.
0: Nineteen fifty-two.
1: Nineteen fifty-two. Sorry, I thought that was his, okay. Marco. Yeah, Marco. time. Yep. It's only two hundred slower than his personal best, wasn't it? Marco yes. Arop winning the men's 800 metres, beating two of the Olympic... Well, beating the gold and silver medalists at the Olympics. Arop looked the strongest before the Olympics, and I was surprised he didn't make the final. So it's probably bittersweet that he's come back and won that race. Another That's slow bad, time in boring. the 800. And another slow time in the 800 as well. Pretty pretty boring. Men's two-mile. Mm. Mediocre time for them. Chepsky won. Berega second. Chalimos... Every race I see Chilimo win, someone falls over next to him. He's the problem. Surely, surely it's not a coincidence. He's either pushing people out into lane four, or someone's falling over next to him or right in front of him. It needs to stop. And I don't know if he's doing anything illegal against the racing rules, but there's always seems to be someone falling over. And you've got to you've got really to respect clumsy. his hustle. You've got to respect his hustle, but he's a dangerous runner to be around in a race. Um, dangerous
0: runner, dangerous tweeter. Another yeah, one, man.
1: yeah, very dangerous tweeter. Kip Limo again, underwhelming. I'm a bit upset that he didn't dominate this season.
0: Maybe um, he's just suited to longer distances, Kip Limo. I was thinking about this. And maybe we're going to see him come back at the World Half, whenever that is, and on the road and absolutely dominate. But yeah, disappointing, wasn't it?
1: And then we've got Afing Mo in the 800 meters, more dominant display than in Tokyo, ran faster. And you've got to think if she ran 155, if she ran faster in Tokyo and everyone else in Tokyo, was in that race and ran much slower you've got to think conditions the track or the race was set up that she can go a lot faster if she can beat everyone by that amount
0: yeah i mean she was clearly t- a bit tiring towards the end and she tightened up didn't she in the last sort of 20 to 30 meters i'd say um, she didn't go out in 55 but, to be fair to her. yeah well then no, because she was aiming to go sub 155 wow. and she would have achieved that um she just ran into a bit of lactic in the last 20 30 meters. But obviously, look, she's we've had this conversation before but after we did spoke about the Olympics. She's clearly going to be the greatest 800 meter runner of all time eventually. She's 19 and um, you know, she's going to be amazing.
1: Yep, that's fair enough. In what else, what other races? I want to save the men's mile to the end. So, have we got any more other races of high profile
0: yeah. interest? Very briefly. Sifan Hassan, obviously she was aiming for the 5,000 metre world record. She didn't get anywhere near it in the end, but I mean, she must just be shattered. She's ran so many races. And as we've said already, the conditions weren't particularly conducive to running really fast times over longer distances. So perhaps it's not a surprise in the end. I'm sure she'll come back next year and give it a good go.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, And then let's talk about the mile. Stu McSwain, as you'd expect, very brave run, front run it after the pacemakers dropped out, him and Jakob, a level above everyone else in that day, I know Stu, he tied towards the end and almost got caught, but yeah, dominant again by Jakob, it's weird seeing Chariot human, because he's obviously still got an injury, I think that's the problem, I'm, I'm not. I'm not speculating how much he gets paid or whatever, but I reckon he feels like he needs to still race in order to get his contract obligations and earn more money Um, because he's clearly not right. He said that his back and his leg is hurting. He had that in Tokyo as well, and it was more evident in the mile today, uh, in the mile at the pre-classic. Jakob looked very, very easy, looked very in control, looked very comfortable. I'm a little underwhelmed with his 347, because I know he can run much faster than 347. But, I mean, a 347 is still what, one of the fastest times ever in reality. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he's the fastest. Bear uh, in mind, Stewie ran 348 a couple of months ago, and it was the fastest mile for seven years by anyone, anywhere. And uh, Jakob's just run a full second quicker than Stewie ran a few months ago. So it's got to be one of the fastest times ever. And we don't know what the conditions were like, but I don't know. It's almost like the 1500 meters at the Olympics. It looks like Jakob's got another two years to go in. When he comes into that final 100, he doesn't look tired. (laughs) He doesn't look tired at the end. It's like, I don't understand why he doesn't run faster, but maybe he just hides it really well. So,
1: Jakob's time is the ninth fastest ever, and he jogs by the looks of things. Yeah. European yeah. record is 346.32 by Steve Cram. And obviously the world record is by Hichamel Garouge. And in front of him, it's pretty much the same as athletes who are in front of him in the 1500. You've got Hichamel De Garouge, you've got Morse, Morselli, Mosselli uh, and Jeannie, and everyone else, Alan Webb, another Moroccan, I can't pronounce that name. Um, I can't pronounce that name either. And then Daniel Coleman <laughs> as well, 346. So Jakob, I'm expecting a world record in the mile, more sooner than the record in the 1500. If he attempts it, obviously there's a lot less mile races. I think he can get the record in both. But it, I think he can get the record in both next year.
0: Well, runs, yeah, yeah. I mean, will he if he runs if he runs the 1500 in Monaco next year? You'd have to look at that, assuming he's not already broke it. You'd have to look at it and think that could be one where he's thinking that's my world record in the 15. I don't think it'll be a mile race will there in Monaco, but...
1: Another issue, though, is the problem with what we've actually got in the next four years is people want to peak for the major championships. And we've got Olympics this year, World Championships, World Championships, Olympics, World Championships. So... Why is there two World Championships back-to-back? Because we're having this year's world championships next year and we're having 2023's world championships still in 2023 and then we're having 2024's Olympics and then we're having 2025's world championships. So really, he's, he's wanting to peak for the major championships. Yeah. So is he, is he going to try and peak for Monaco? I know it's quite close, but do you really want to go all out blazing and run as fast as you can in Monaco if you've got to win global medals if in, no. within
0: that month? No, but you'd have to think though, Perhaps, um, given that the world championships next year is in Eugene at Hayward Field, we know Hayward Field's a fast track. Maybe therefore he's he's looking to run a 1500 meter world record at the world champs. I think it's less likely because I just can't see anyone who's going to in a major championship who's going to race him at that pace. Because I think he needs. I don't think Jakobs the type of runner who's going to front run in a major full championship. Fitness chariot,
1: full fitness chariot will race him at world record pace.
0: Yeah, okay. Ch- Chariot could run world record I'll pace what...
1: for 90% of the race.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see how his fitness goes then. Um, but that's, that's perhaps what we've got to hope for, because I, I think Stewie is, is great. I don't think Stewie's going to get much quicker than 347, 348. Um, if he's in a faster race, I think he could run 346,
1: 345, just be cure- purely because he doesn't have to take it, honestly. Yeah, like he's maybe. a 328 guy. Stu is a 328 guy at best at uh, the minute, I'd say. Uh, if he was in the perfect race, 328, I reckon. Yeah, I'm sort
0: of jumping between a mile and the 1500, but yeah, I. Yeah, I
1: it's like I Josh agree. Kerr's a 327 guy. He hasn't run it. But looking at stats, um, I always look at the running, running statistician. It suggests oh, yeah. Josh Kerr's a 327 guy. And Jacob's a 326 guy. Maybe
0: Josh Kerr can race in Jacob in the mile. For long enough, do you know what I mean? Well, you'd need
1: Stewie, Josh Kerr, or Chariot to be like, here, I'll pace you. But then also, they, they might want to go for the world record as well. Obviously, it's a bit out of reach for Josh Kerr and, and Stewie. But I think Chariot's got his eyes, eyes on the world record when he's at full fitness. Because we're forgetting yeah. Chariot front runs and runs 150's first, like 150 first 800 metres
0: consistently. Well, he's, run he's run 143 for the 800 as well, isn't he, Chariot? something mad. Yeah. So he's quick. Um, but it's ten two now in terms of the overall, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me, help me, help me. Head to head. It Head-to-head.
1: will be, it will be 10-10 before we know it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Lausanne, Lausanne predictions now. Let's should we talk get about into Lausanne.
0: Lausanne. Quickly? Let's talk about so, I want to
1: briefly go through these because we're taking way too much time to talk about this podcast and it's a long episode again, but... <laughs> let's start from the men's 400 meters, which isn't a Diamond League event. Um, But the reason I wanna speak about the men's 400 meters is because Carsten Walholm is doing the flat 400. And the first issue I have with this is it's not being shown on the stream live. The stream starts six minutes after Carsten Walholm's race. So you will be able to see the results of Carsten Walholm's race if you want to check before you can actually watch his race online why can't we watch one of the biggest personalities in the sport race live it's quite a big problem i don't know i'm the i mean
0: yeah i mean we know the answer and it's it's not a diamond league race but the question therefore is why isn't it a diamond league race um i yeah i mean it just doesn't make sense does it because he's just smashed the world record he's just won the olympic gold medal in the 400m hurdles I, I wonder if it was affirmed to be a hurdles race. I wonder if that had made the stream. Oh, no. It, it, yeah, 100%. It's just, I think Yeah, I think it's just the fact that it's not his primary event. Yeah, it's but you're talking, about profile.
1: Someone, you're talking about someone who could potentially, we don't know his flat speed, but... You're talking about maybe a world it. record attempt. You know? No. He's around More 45 ahead. of a hurdles.
0: World record?
1: It's, the world record's going to get broken. What's the, soon.
0: what's the 400 meter world record? 4303, I think. Um, that's Wade Van newkirk yeah. Yeah, I'm right. I'm always right. Uh, um, yeah. Went right last week. <laughs> I was off I was by right a point. With the uh, mile world. Mile, no, you weren't. I was off by a point. Oh, yeah, I was off by, tenth or you something. Were off by a 10th.
1: I think Carsten Mullum can
0: run 43 low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly think he can run sub-44, which would... I'm not sure. Yeah, look. If he breaks a 400-metre world record in Lausanne, I will will give one listener to this podcast £100. So listen to the whole pod. Reply in... uh, pineapple and i will give a listener 100 pounds if he breaks the 400 meter world record because it's not happening but i could see him running i could see him running 43 six something
1: like that i'm a delusional optimist i think he's gonna break the world record
0: <laughs> it's not happening i mean if he does it would just be the most I think that would probably be the most amazing thing I'd ever... Well, I won't be saying it because it's not a dream yeah. I think I'll be
1: impressed. I'll be impressed if he runs a 44, sub-44. 44. I'll be very impressed. Yeah, but I, I, that would
0: be, nearly be a full second off his existing PB,
1: which maybe yeah, isn't but, a true reflection of his speed, I guess. I guess. He knocked a full second off his 400 hurdles PB in the last year.
0: Yeah, that is That is so true. I mean, he's... I mean, the other, the only other person really who's going to challenge Carson Warham, you'd think. I mean, obviously Vernon Norwood's in it. No, no one's challenging him. You can't but say as a no, no, no chance. Well, his, his PB's 43-72. forty three seventy two. I know he's been slower this year. He's old. Forty seven is the season's best, but he is old. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. How old is he actually? Before I start saying he's old, he's like thirty five. Yeah, he's thirty five. That's well old. Really old that Justin Gatlin's thirty nine and he's running in the dinner league hundred metres. He's also like, been banned twice know. for drugs. So
1: you wonder why he's I don't know, I know, I know. And yeah, you wonder why uh, he's still running. Yeah. The high jump, women's high jump uh basically Olympics. You've got Levchenko, you've got Mihutich, you've got McPherson, you've got McDermott and you've got Levchenko, you've got Leschin skeen 206 is the highest personal best. If we can get in 206 again, then she'll be attempting the world record. Like if, if she wins in 204, she'll go up to the world record height of 210, 211, 2.9, yeah. something like that. Um, high twos, high twos, tens. Uh... Men's 800, let's go through it. Peter Ball, disappointed in the Olympic final. I thought he was going to medal, and he didn't. Other than that, we've got Clayton Murphy, Fergus Rotich, Greer, Patrick Dobek. So we've got the three Olympic medalists in this race, um, as well as Marco Aropp, who run Hayward. Basically, this is the Olympic final without
0: Amos. That's what it is. I mean, you'd have to say Marco Aropp's the favourite, just how comfortable he kicked past the other, the other lads in, at the pre-classic, but... The eight hundred is such an absolute mess at the moment in the men's side in terms of excuse me the paces they're running, I wouldn't know where to start with that. It wouldn't surprise it's strange. me strange it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Clayton Murphy won it. The way honestly, just the way it's turned out. Yeah. Cause Career won the Olympics and then came third at Pre Classic.
1: His personal yeah. best is one hundred forty two oh five.
0: It's ridiculous. It's just- Crazy, and they're, they're all running 144 highs, 145s yeah. in these big races. It doesn't really make sense. Um,
1: Next up, final three, long jump women. Can't be bothered to talk about that. I'm not talking about any final threes
0: because it's the stupidest thing on the planet.
1: Um, I mean, that was,
0: it just it, it illustrated it for me when Ryan Krauser and uh, Kovacs and Romani went into the shot put final. I think it was the pre-classic. All of Ryan Krauser's five throws had been longer than anybody else. No one, generally, every single throw he'd thrown was massively longer than everyone else and he still might have lost. I mean, obviously, it was a pretty much a foregone conclusion because he's so dominant, but say he just slipped on the doing his turn, he would have lost. It's an absolute shambles. But yep.
1: Yeah, it's fine. stupid. The yeah. final three is not attractive to watch. No one's watching it just to see the final three. I'd rather watch everyone just jump as far as he can and then get the the prize money for jumping the furthest, which uh, the women's fifteen hundred meters is next, and in this we have many people have seen on the circuit with Lyndon Hall. Uh,
0: that's about it? The, Kate Snowden, the Jeremy Key, Chanel really Price. Really difficult name to say. As the fastest PB, unfortunately. Yep.
1: Do you want to, to attempt that? that
0: Do you want to attempt that name? Gabriela Behar. Throw any about her. Let's, go with, Let's, go, Let's with go with that.
1: Let's go with that.
0: Three fifty six twenty eight. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an average field compared to the some of the ones we've seen recently. Now Olympic medalists
1: is in that. So at this point, who cares? Who cares? Um, in- the men's one hundred and ten meter hurdles. To be honest, right after that under twenty French guy ran twelve seventy two. Which is obviously slightly lower hurdles, but he's just going to dominate in next year. Like when he moves up age groups, gets to the higher hurdles, it might take him a year or two to adjust. He's going to batter
0: everyone. So, particularly I don't care. When, yeah, Grant Holloway can't like well, he just disappointed in the Olympics. Like he was, he was pretty much a safe bet. Everyone thought, and then he uh, it didn't go particularly well for him. Uh,
1: Rojas is in the triple jump. So we're probably going to see another world record from her because her fifteen sixty seven was far from was far from optimum. Her skip was three meters, which that's right, yeah, is something I'd do as a skip. So, like, yeah, she can she can jump sixteen, I reckon, in the triple jump, which is one of the most impressive world
0: records ever. Surely, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be. Yeah, she's so dominant in that event. Um, Another world record attempt.
1: Are you ready for this? The women's 100 metres. Elaine Thompson, shelly and Fraser-Price, Sharika Jackson, all in the same race. Daryl Nita is in this for GB as well. She obviously got into the Olympic final. Um, and then also Cam Bungie, who won the women's 200 metres at pre-classic. She's in it as well. She's uh, like a,
0: a much better 200 metre runner, doesn't she? Yeah. Than 100, I have to say. Um, Jamaica,
1: one, two, three. No question about it. Are we, are we saying that's yeah, fair? Um,
0: yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. 100%. Talu, bless her. She loves coming forth, So she'll probably come forth in that. Um, Women's
1: 400-meter hurdles, Dalila Mohamed and Femke Cabal and Shamir Little. We didn't talk about Dalila Mohamed at the pre-classic. She won comfortably in 52-80. Yeah. It's not 51. I don't care anymore. The, the 400 hurdles is really set up for high expectations. If it's, But Dillian Mohamed versus Femke Ball will be very interesting. But it's, like still... the, it's a bit
0: like the 1500 now, unless you're running 328 no, in the men's, no one really cares. Um, exactly. But Dillian Mohamed will have to run
1: low 52, maybe high 51s to beat Femke Ball. It's I funny like saying it. maybe high 51s casually, like that's... <laughs> But now Cinema McLaughlin's time is so fast. It's like in the 400 hurdles. Oh yeah, you might have to run sixty foot forty six low to win. It's like that shatters the world record by miles. But well,
0: yeah. Even forty six even though, even forty six point one isn't quick enough to win some races apparently these days. So Stupid. well forty five like nine. See, exactly. I'd like to see Femke Cabal win this race. I'm not sure if she's quite quicker than Delana Mohammed. Well, she isn't as quick as I'm Mohamed, that's obvious. But I'd like to see her push her as, as far as she can. Go under 52 seconds and maybe, you know, she can push on and really challenge McLaughlin and, and Mohamed because at the moment, those two are pretty far out ahead of everyone, aren't
1: they? Yeah. Um, Men's 200, Fred Curley in the two. He didn't qualify for Tokyo in the 200, which always confuses me when a 400-meter runner drops down to the 100 Qualifies in the one and then doesn't qualify in the two hundred. Um, we've also got Kenny Bednarek, uh, Bednarek, who was around nineteen sixty eight and came second at the pre classic behind Noah Lyles. He also came second at the Olympics. Um, I'm going like to predict Stephen Gardner. He's
0: run. Shut up. He's he's ran a twenty twenty four this season, so don't even start. You might be running a hoodie this time or something. You never know with Steve Gardner what he's going to wear to run it. So.
1: It's, it's going to be between Bednarek and Fred Curley. You'd expect Bednarek to win. I love it how I interchange between Bednarek and Bednarek, because I don't know which one it is. Ben
0: or Bednarek, or...
1: Yeah, or just Kenneth, or Kenny. Or just Kenneth. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah. going to be interesting. And then, finally, I've saved this one to the last, because we are predominantly so distance
0: running. It, uh, get...
1: Whether that's by choice <laughs> or by fate now at this point, because I would like to post more about everything else, but, I mean, distance running just dominates it. So... So one in this is Getnet Wally, who ran a 7.24 indoor 3,000 metres. So just for context, Getnet Wally's in this just to make
0: it more interesting. Well, he's got no time. So does this mean he's – like, we had this conversation last week, but seriously, is he pacemaking, do you think?
1: Well, Eric sure Sawinski will will be. So maybe Getnet Wally will be as well. But I'd like to see him race. So let's yeah. go through it from top to bottom. Mo Ahmed didn't really impress in the mile all that much, but he's – He's in this race. PB,
0: but
1: yeah. Who else? We've got Bahrainian and Bellew is in this. Mm -hmm. Solomon Berega is in this. 732. Beth Bergen. Andrew Butchart is in this as well. Uh, 735 this year. Hopefully, maybe looking at a top five, top 10. He could probably run. If you get top 10 in this race, he could still personal best. And then. loads of people in this race. I don't, I'm trying to think of a funny name to call this person next. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's. What's the green car playing. off
0: uh, Cars Called? The green one. Joe, uh, who oh, crashed into everyone. because my son watches it all the time. Um, oh, it's gone. Google it quick. Google it quick. Got it. Um,
1: <laughs> Chick Hicks is, uh, <laughs> That's it. That's it. is Paul Cholimo. <laughs> Seems that no one can finish a race Without getting injured around him Mukhtar the Probably the most obvious drugs cheat In history Uh, No I'm joking But he always seems to peak for one race a a year He runs really slow And then goes and wins the world championships It doesn't make sense He obviously ended Mo Farah's win And then he also won in 2019 as well It makes zero sense Because for the rest of the season he runs slower than me So you tell me so you're not expecting much from our, our mate Lockstar no. in this race. No, Philip yeah. 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 he's run 7:34 this year, so he's he's run fast. So I don't know why we're just yeah. But it's <laughs> he seems to have not been as sharp as he has been in the past. Obviously, world championship medalist. Mm. Next up, Jakob Ingabritsen. 7:27 personal best. Yeah. I reckon he can run 7.20, I reckon he can run 7.19. No, I'm joking. He won't get the world record. <laughs> Daniel Cohen's world record. And we're talking people are going to be tired from from Tokyo and
0: also from the pre-classic. Britson's there. I can see him PBing. He's, he's PB 7.27.05 at the moment. I could see him running 7.25, 7.24, depending yeah. on the conditions. And then we've got um, Jacob Caplimo who
1: beat Britson last year. So 7.26, 64. So Jacob Bacolimio ran the world's fastest time in the 3,000 and then won the World Championships half marathon and was my favourite for the double in Tokyo and has looked under... He's underachieved this year in my eyes, but can he pull it out of the bag in this race? Who knows? I mean, he did win a
0: bronze medal at the Olympic Games, so he's done all right. But Yeah, but I, I thought he was going to get, get double gold. gold. I thought he was going yeah, to get double gold. I get what you're saying, gold. and he was pretty... Uh, crap in the pre classic, so it would be strange if he came back and uh, beat Inge Britson, given the relative forms of both men, because they've both yep. raced pretty much the same amount of races, so you couldn't say one's more tired than the other necessarily.
1: Yeah, a um, race I would want to
0: see though is guy versus Inge Britson again, because
1: obviously they raced a few months ago. Inge Britson easily won because guy wasn't himself. Chepteaire not in this, but Chepteaire has had a great run of form. He's a silver medalist. Gold medalist, won the pre-classic. He's looks back to himself. I would have liked to see him in this race. He's not. Um, Abel Kipsang he came fourth in Tokyo in the 1500 metres. 750 personal best. He's going to absolutely yeah, batter nowhere, that.
0: Where is he? Uh, yeah, no, he's going to batter that, but you wouldn't have thought he's going to get... You wouldn't have thought he's going to win. No, but fourth, fourth in the 1500
1: metres, you reckon he'll be up there. And then we have Stewie McSwain, as a seven twenty-eight personal best. I think he can probably run seven sub seven thirty again quite comfortably. He's ran sub he's ran seven twenty-eight ninety-four this year when he got beat by Kate in Gateshead and from seven twenty eight in gateshead. That's impressive. So predictions Inge win. Yeah. Followed by an array of Cholimo,
0: Kiplimo, McSwain, Mohamed. I reckon. Come on, let's let's um, let's put our money where not our money where our mouth is, but let's just uh, actually pick a win. Uh, let's pick a top three. I'm going to go Jacob, Salomon Burager, Stuart McSwain. One, two, three. What are you saying? I'm going to go Jacob, Mo Ahmed. Oh, Chalimo. Sh- Tripper, Ch- Chuck Hicks. Or whatever we're calling him? D- are you? What's that? Do you, you just say Mo Tripp, Ahmed. Tripp. I mean, you said mohamed <laughs> Yeah, but do you just say that's niche? I think over 3,000, given some of the other runners in this field. He's PB740-49. He came second at the Olympics. I know he hasn't run a 3,000 metres this season. Um, I know, but not over 3,000 metres he didn't. Over 5,000 he got second. Yeah, I know. I know that you didn't know that, did you? You didn't, because yeah, well, you. Did it's not that. a niche that. I did pick. know that. But Selim and Berega won gold in
1: the ten thousand. Yeah, and but no, beat Berega.
0: Probably would have meddled in the five thousand. You didn't run the five thousand, Selim? No,
1: I meant. I meant to say, Portugalima beat Berega in the five thousand in um in the in the two mile. No, we didn't. Portugalima didn't beat Perega in the two mile. Mm.
0: No, no, we didn't.
1: No, I'm still going to go. Britson, Ahmed and Berega. I'm going to move Chilean out of it because, yeah, that's my I'll top,
0: top three. will be close. It wouldn't surprise me if Chilimo close. close.
1: Purely because Chilimo not running well. I don't want to bet on him because I have done all season and he's not performed. So, yeah, Britson, if he doesn't win, I'll be pretty shocked. I agree. I agree with that. Sentiment. End of podcast. Is that is that should is that leave. all the subjects? Should we leave it there? I think we should. It's We're been a long one again. And like, over an hour. hour.
0: Yeah. Hopefully this is this is the, all these people smashing out medium, midweek, medium long ones.
1: <laughs> the podcast will get better as well. Like these are awful. We're always interrupting each awful. other. Or I'm I'm always interrupting you. You're always coming out with really shocking bad takes and predictions. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Soon, yeah. because now COVID's calmed down, we might be able to do some of these rather than over Zoom. We might be able to do them in the same place and that will cut down the amount of interruptions because it's not easy over Zoom. But I really
1: hope not. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. We'll probably have a podcast with Ben Crawford and friends. I just want to say and friends because I'm not sure which friends will be featured. I know that we've got the options of quite a few different ones. So we'll see which ones come on the podcast. Other than that, what else have we got on? Yeah. Um, few YouTube videos coming out soon in terms of Koros Pace Two Kipchoge edition, Aftershocks, and also the I wanna get the name right, iShot three sixty. Is that is that the right InstaShot? Instashot. Instashot three sixty GoTo That's my favourite product as well, so I don't know why I'm missing the name, but yeah, I've got a new camera. It's by far the greatest camera I've ever used in my life for filming content. Absolutely dwarfs GoPro. Like it makes GoPro look like a shocking, shocking camera. So yeah, stay tuned for that because I will be doing a review on every single one of them, and also filming all my videos of that in the near future.
0: Got quite what a else few reviews coming out recently. Uh, in you know coming out soon because we've been well. When I say we, I've really been I have been very busy sorting out lots of brand deals and partnerships for for Alf <laughs> to get free stuff. Yeah, um, you're essentially
1: basically. the writer, and I'm going to say WPA. you're the writer, and, and you'll be the CRM person. What's the CRM mean? CRM means customer, customer, customer relationship, relationship model, model, I think. Come <coughs> hey, CRM give M- me definition.
0: such a grandiose title. I'm basically your personal assistant. I was signing contracts on your behalf yesterday. They no, weren't. I can't That's illegal. Yet, you can't you can't sign contracts on my behalf. It will can, be my I can, signature. I can, I can, I can. Be can you It'd be PP'd. Is, yeah. inter- is that a rule? Fair enough. That's like, I'll check with a lawyer. Yeah, it's allowed. Um...
1: We've got a new Sky kit coming as well this week, so it's a great week for videos, or a great month for videos, sorry. Um, and also, ooh, I'm not actually going to speak about them yet because they haven't arrived, so I don't want to give them free press because, not that anyone's
0: listening to this far into the podcast, so it wouldn't be very much free press. What are you talking but, about? Can you mouth it? What, what, what are you talking about? Uh, you definitely whispered that too loud. Your camera definitely picked that up. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah exactly so lots of cool reviews and and stuff coming out Keeping and also got, the, a, got on i was just gonna say i'm gonna write a written Lausanne preview over the next 24 hours as well if you got bored turned off and re-listened the podcast and couldn't remember what we're talking about it'll all be written down and also
1: and also my sister just walked in,
0: into my room this this exit of a podcast is awful
1: um Also, I've got the rankings of the British-UK athletes, which we're going to start going through as well, so make sure you check out our Instagram and stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm going to leave it there because we carry on this podcast for about five minutes after it should have ended, or, well, probably an hour after it should have ended because it probably shouldn't exist. But, yeah, um, thanks for watching. Don't give us an honest review on iTunes because it'll probably be a one-star. So wait a few more weeks before you give us a review if you haven't already. Yeah, give us a dishonest review. (laughs) No, you can't say that. Five. That's definitely illegal. Um, but yeah, a- any last words? Any last words? Top tips? Should we end podcast in a certain way moving forward? I feel like we need to get music uh, yeah, for like an yeah, intro. We're going to and also, about
0: this. We can have an intro and an outro.
1: And get like an outro where we, like, maybe like a top tip of the day or breaking news or favourite story. So go on, let's let's set it in stone now. First thing that comes to your head, what should we say? Like, as like the last closing thought on the foot podcast.
0: When your recovery run
1: slow no no i meant oh. what what should be the consistent feed it should be a top tip or should it be the favorite part of the podcast we've
0: spoken about or should it be yeah oh i see it should be yeah sorry it should be a summary of the best thing we spoke, or summary of the best bit of news or the most interesting topic we've spoken about so in this instance probably shakira richardson for example Okay, I'm going
1: to say Craig Angles' retirement because that means most to me, at my heart.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. I've got nothing else to say. Let's, and let's I'm going to end it there then because we can hear us waffle for
1: hours. And, yeah, you're welcome, by the way. If you had, like, 100 metres left of your run or a K left of your run and you've just listened to this last few minutes of the podcast when you thought it was over and you're like, oh, no, I've got to run without any sound for the last bit, you're welcome. This is why we did it because so you could get through the last bit. So yeah, you're welcome. I'm out of the and house,
0: thinking they've still not stopped talking.
1: Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to go. I need to get my stretching done and my food and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye. Um, goodbye.